September 28th. Welcome. This is the first pod we've done that's not super late at night in a while. Yeah, it's true. We are now more responsible. Yeah, I guess so. so. I guess that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, the f- the fall weather, the fall atmosphere is now blossoming. That's an ironic sense of words because you you normally use the word blossom for the spring, but the it's the fall season that is blossoming right now. It's like becoming fall. It, it's it's starting to feel and look more like fall, and I'm excited. Yeah, so football, football. Wait, I have a huge announcement for the pod. Okay, and our listeners. Um, well, two, one, we are no longer flu gaming our pods. Yeah, that is correct. At least for now. Yeah. We are, we both feel pretty good. You sound better. Yeah. I feel better. I still like, my voice is a little gone, but I feel still a little, still a little raspy. (laughs) Yeah, I have a little bit of a cough still, but that's it. So we're chilling. We're all good here. And don't, the only thing contagious. On this podcast is good vibes, not yes. whatever viral infection that we exactly. have. And then, and then this, and then the second announcement is that I am now officially connected on LinkedIn with none other than BYU basketball legend Gideon George, in which I will now m- message him to see if he wants to be on the pod. And he will likely not respond. <laughs> no, but hopefully we'll get a really cool guest here pretty soon. Uh, or just a guest. A guest. We have an 18 year old that lives above. And then we can get to a pretty cool guest. <laughs> we, just, we, we should get listeners <laughs> before we get guests. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's exciting um, for the future of the pod. But. Yeah, let's talk football. Um, let's do it. What was your biggest – let's talk about some big takeaways. We'll go to college. Cool. We'll glance at college for a bit, and then we'll go into NFL. But what was your biggest takeaway from this weekend? Um, I think my biggest takeaway is that um, really outside of three teams, and maybe not outside of three teams, maybe these three teams are in this category as well, But anybody – I think that there's three teams that are by far better than everybody else. The fourth team in the playoff is going to be far below the three other teams in that anybody outside that top three, maybe even within the top three, can get beaten any given Saturday. I'm going to say – I'm going to say Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State can't get beaten any given Saturday. I'll just go with that for now. Everybody else can, certainly. For sure. But I think, to your point, Georgia looks pretty vulnerable. Yes. Against a team that, obviously, they're better than. They weren't going to lose. But I think it was quite shocking to see how Georgia has dominated teams much better than Kent State. Yeah. And they just obviously had a lax. Yeah, I'm not going to read into that too much, to be honest. If that becomes a trend, like, let's say this week, um, you know, looking at their schedule, they play at Missouri, 
let's say Missouri comes loses by like ten points. Georgia only beats them by like ten points. Then I think there's a more serious conversation to be had. As of right now, though, I'm not going to entertain a a Georgia is not going to crush everybody conversation. No, I I think for me, it's worth noting, of course. Yeah, I think the, I don't think it means much. I think the thing that is significant about Kent State only losing by 17, but I mean they're within, you know. <coughs> two possessions, sometimes yeah. even one, for a majority of the game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at one point in the fourth quarter, it was 32-22. to 22. It was a 10-point game in the yeah. fourth quarter. And I think when you have Georgia having played Oregon and South Carolina, and now they have a whole SEC schedule ahead of them, mm-hmm. that – it was crazy to see that Kent State of all teams, the Golden Flashes, were able to. I don't know if it was. I don't. I'm not going to say it was the athletes because I yeah. think the athlete talent level between Georgia and Kent State is night and day. Yeah. But I think it was just like, oh wow, like if you run these sets against Georgia, like they struggle a little bit with that. Yeah. It doesn't matter who, what kind of talent you have yeah. on your team, but they were able to. At least show some weaknesses in yeah. Georgia that we probably wouldn't have noticed. Haven't? Yeah, I, I not agree. This game I, I honestly think, though, I think it's more that Georgia just didn't show up. They just rolled out of bed and showed up to the game. That's what I think it is. I think it'll be enough of a wake up call for Kirby Smart to kind of lay into them some, and I think they're just going to start beating everybody by thirty plus points again. Fair. That's my guess as to what happens. That's yeah. fair, but it was cool to see not only sure. Georgia show some weaknesses in yeah. their armor, but even Michigan. But you were right in your prediction that probably Michigan isn't as good and that Maryland is better than what we think. Yeah, it was like it was less le- for me it's less it was less of a of a anti Michigan pick and more of just like you know, these kind of games are hard in college football, and I thought Maryland would compete, and they did. Yeah, this I went exactly how I thought it would go, to be honest. I, I honestly thought Maryland could have won. Yeah, they, they definitely could have early on. Later, I think that – First half. Uh, yeah, I think all the Maryland. last touchdown for Maryland, uh, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure that that was kind of a late touchdown to – To cut it to seven. To cut it to seven. I don't think it was really in doubt for much of the late third quarter on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you were right. They were down 15, and then they scored a <coughs> touchdown and two-point conversion yeah. under a minute left. Yeah, that seems so. right. Um, should we talk about what I think was probably the most exciting game of the week in Clemson-Wake Forest? There was, I, I was going to say, there was a couple of exciting games, yeah, but we that, can talk Clemson Wake Forest. I think that that was my favorite. Uh, yeah, you're right. There were. So it was my favorite game of the weekend. Like I got to sit down and watch basically all of this game, and I came away very impressed with both teams. It was just a great game. It reminded me of those old – you know, remember that when Clemson was just getting good and they had, like, Deshaun Watson and there'd be, like, 
like a Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson game and like mm-hmm. Clemson versus like a good Florida State team or something. Like it felt like one of those where it was just really fun, really good. I think both these teams are are very good. Wake Forest has an elite offense. That's what I learned from this because Clemson's defense is, is top five good, like college football playoff good defense. And Wake Forest was able to put points on it. Well, that read pass option is so lethal. It's it's so it's so smart, so good. Dave Clawson over at Wake Forest is a fantastic coach. Sam Hartman's a fantastic quarterback. They're just a great team. And I also came away very impressed with DJU. He played amazing. He was twenty six for forty one. For 371 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. And he also had 14 carries for 52 yards. So the dude played a good game. Dude played a really good game. He stepped up when he needed to. And if he if he played the way that he's played the last year in two games, Wake wins this game by multiple touchdowns. But he stepped up. I was going to say, for me, that was the biggest takeaway for me. I knew Wake Forest was going to put points, even though in Clemson's defense. Yeah. Clemson is a good defense, but Sam Hartman. Yeah, Sam Hartman and Wake Forest. It's it's a unique offense that you don't go up against. And And they're good at it. Yeah, and they're just really good at it. So I thought they would put points, um, not as much as, you know, 45. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they had 21 in the third Mm -hmm. quarter alone. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty – um, pretty eye-opening, but not shocking. Yeah. To me, the shock was DJ and yeah. Clemson's offense being able to put up 51. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I guess, agree. I guess, Even in double OT, but still, yeah. they score a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, that line of 370 yards, five TDs. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. That's great. That is, that is crazy good. So That's what we expected from him. And, I mean, I think this game going into it, kind of previewing it a little bit, it felt like a great Wake Forest offense versus great Clemson defense and then kind of crappy Clemson offense versus kind of crappy Wake defense. And it was kind of like what was going to win out. Yeah. And with that being said, like, let's say that, like, that's kind of what we thought previewing this game. And then, like, let's say that that day I told you, hey, I'm from the future. Wake scored 45 points. You would have thought that Wake crushed Clemson, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected Clemson's offense to go toe-to-toe with that. Yeah, exactly. Because if you were like, Wake's put 45 up on Clemson's defense, you were like, oh, it's a blowout. But no, they didn't even win. It was it was impressive. It was a great game. Great, great, great game. Yeah. I think another couple of games that were worth noting um, – I think a big takeaway for me from Oregon, Washington State, Oregon kind of had a last – I mean, they scored 29 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So they really turned it on when they needed to. Entering the fourth quarter, they were down 15 to 27. Yeah. And then, you know, there's less than seven minutes left, and they're down two possessions. They're down by 12. Yeah. And – but it, 
Oregon, to me, did not really seem to win the game. It almost seemed like Washington State lost it. Yeah. More so. I mean, Bo Nix stepped up when he needed to, uh, and then the defense for Oregon did. Uh, but the biggest takeaway for me was that Washington State's a good team. They they very much are. I mean, I think we, we forget that. Not that Wisconsin's all that great this year, but they beat – I mean, it's hard to beat Wisconsin in Camp yeah. Randall, and that's what they yeah. did. And I think this game was like, oh, wow, like – they're they're good. They're putting Pullman back on the map. Yeah. Uh, that was first time since Gardner Minshew that they've been somewhat relevant. Yeah, because yeah. I Bleach. because I thought uh, I was on the same lines as you with with your pick that Oregon yeah. would win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, which I they thought essentially I thought it did. Could have been a blowout. Well, well, and that's what I thought too. Yeah, but obviously, <laughs> obviously yeah. things happen and. Um, and yeah, Washington State made it a game and probably should have won. Yeah. Uh, no, totally agree. Um, yeah, yeah, and it and it to me, honestly, like the Tennessee Florida game, Tennessee wins by five. Florida has a Hail Mary attempt, you know, from 40 yards out, 50 yards out yeah. in the last second. Um, I kind of thought that. We were – sorry, I'm not saying we. Sorry, I, Tyson's calling me. Oh, okay. So should we just have him come in on yeah. the pod? Yeah. I'll just have him come in. So we're going to have a mid – we're going to have a guest come on to talk NFL with us in a bit. But yeah. Um, biggest takeaway, I thought actually Florida played pretty well. They hung in with Tennessee in a game that I thought Tennessee would – yeah, win pretty handily, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that I really think that Anthony Richardson brought his A game, and Florida brought their A game. Like this performance by them, I feel like was very much comparable to what they brought against Utah. Yeah, which shows that Tennessee is really good because Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson has been pretty inconsistent. Hendon Hooker is pretty darn consistent. Um. Hendon Hooker, 22 for 28, 350 yards, two touchdowns, 13 carries, 112 yards of a touchdown on the ground. Whereas Anthony Richardson was 24 for 44, 453 passing yards, two touchdowns, and a pick with 17 carries for 62 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. So both quarterbacks played really well. I think that was kind of what stood out was the quarterback play. Um, Hendon Hooker is a legit Heisman guy. Yeah, I think that was my biggest takeaway as well. Is uh, one that one is that Florida is, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. It's a roller yeah. coaster with them. It's like how do you beat South Florida by three in a game that probably South Florida could have won or should yeah. have won, and then, and then well, you, they woke up for this. One. Yeah, and then you go into Knoxville. Yeah. yeah, I think they're just the typical. Play to your competition. I think I think team. so too, and I think that just is a sign of immaturity and just lack of experience. So I think yeah, and they well, go they go where their quarterback goes, which is all over the place. Exactly. So I think uh, Florida could be a very good team yeah. in the, next year, depending on how much production they return. But yeah, and and uh, my other takeaway is just like you said, Hendon Hooker is is really good, very good. But that's not really 
a takeaway. That's you just know, like a third. You know, it's another takeaway. Yeah, Justin Fuente is so stupid. <laughs> uh, he benched this guy. Uh, I think I think Ben is going to bash Tech when he can. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Here. No, 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 no. But this isn't even bashing Tech. Like all it, Tech fans agree with me. I know, but it's it's funny even at the time because when Virginia. Uh, beat Virginia Tech for the first time in however many years, like 15 years. It was with Hendon Hooker um, at quarterback for Virginia Tech. And it was like a great quarterback battle between Bryce Perkins and Hendon Hooker. <laughs> and Bryce Perkins was a senior and Hendon Hooker was a sophomore. And I remember thinking, man, I don't really want to see Hendon Hooker play anymore. And Justin Fuente thought the same thing as me, apparently. <laughs> um, he benched Hendon Hooker for current San Diego State quarterback Braxton Burmeister. So I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, I think um, Fuente's tenure at Virginia Tech was not his brightest. No. Uh, I just think it's it, – it, and Hendon Hooker, he wasn't the starter to begin last year. It was Joe Milton who was a transfer from Michigan. So, like, Hendon Hooker was the back of the Tennessee, too, which I was like, I don't understand because when this dude plays, he's so good. Yeah. So – so, anyway, sometimes I feel like a spectator, as a spectator, I'm like, this guy, guy A is clearly better than guy B. Yeah. And then they'll click, and then they'll play guy B. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe there's something I don't know. Yeah. And then guy A comes in and, a lot of the time, and blows him out of the water. I'm like, what? And a lot of the time that's true, but then sometimes it's not. You know what I mean? Like last year, Florida played Emory Jones a lot. And had Anthony Richardson on the bench. Um, and I think a lot of people were wondering, why isn't Anthony Richardson playing more? And I can see why he didn't. But with that being said, I'm not sure if that was the right decision. Probably no. wasn't. I think Anthony Richardson would probably um, have given them a better chance to win last year still. But you can see why there were concerns. Yeah. The dude occasionally just doesn't show up. Um, but he's so talented. Yeah. It's just... It... Sometimes just the eye test alone, yeah. apart from seniority, apart from experience, yeah. it's just like give this guy a chance. Exactly. And it's uh, I almost feel like uh, yeah, BYU when they had Tanner Mangum versus Zach Wilson, yeah, and you have Tanner Mangum who had a really stellar <laughs> freshman year, yeah, just to kind of drop off a little bit, yeah. And then it went from a little bit to a lot. Yeah. And it was to the point where it, it was like, this guy can't play quarterback right now. Yeah. I and think, it's, I it was sad. Yeah. And I think I think what happens is, for me as a fan, I saw like, dude, I, I've seen Tanner make him play. He's capable of playing better than what he is. Yeah. So I wonder if coaches think the same. Or like Fuente sees Burmeister. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like well, maybe he has a really good practice. Yeah. So he's like, I know he's capable. Yeah. So you put him in a game or whatever. You're yeah. waiting for that to come out when it's just like with Mangum, I think they were they were pretty quick to pull the plug in that season. He had that bad Utah State game, and that's when everyone was like, Okay, this needs to be over. And it was. Well, so probably... respect to them for making that change quick. They yeah. weren't stubborn about it. Yeah. Um because it was so dang obvious. It was very obvious. Like, being at Zach Wilson's first game, we don't have to go down this road fully, but he, it was obvious that was the guy. 
And I think it was obvious to the coaches at that point, okay, yeah, this guy is our, he's the guy, he's the future, but he's also the best option right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess it just blows my mind that, like, when you have Tanner Mangum throwing it directly to Utah State <laughs> in that 2018 yeah. matchup, and, and then you and then you throw in Zach Wilson yeah. when they take out Mangum, and it, he's just so much better. It's like, yeah. what happens at practice? Like, yeah. That made it seem like it was like this was a close competition. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, so we'll move Texas, on. Texas yeah, I was about to say, uh, and then maybe after that we can talk about Kansas State, Oklahoma, USC, Oregon State, and then move on to NFL. Did you? Oh, you, you're you're going to say Texas State and Arkansas? Is that yeah, what yeah. you said? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Texas, Texas Tech. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I, we'll I talk, and then we'll talk about the three that I mentioned after. Yeah, I was we'll going through those quick. Thank. But. Texas Tech, I don't know if they're good or not. I think they're pretty good. Obviously, they're pretty good. You know, they, their one loss is the NC State, who I'm yeah. not going to say is good either. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we're pretty pretty out there about NC State. That yeah. NC State's a good team, but they are ranked 16 right now. Who? No, just kidding. They were ranked 16th when they yeah, when, when they, they played. NC State's 10 now. Yeah, they threw 10. You're yeah. telling me NC State's a top 10? No, I just don't buy that. But, um, but yeah, what what was your your thoughts? thoughts? Your... I think my thoughts on this game is that Texas Tech is pretty good. They've got their first year. Um, this is the first year of a new head coach, Joey McGuire who I think is obviously getting them on the right track. Um, I think this is one of those, like, games that was just perfect for t- set up for Texas Tech to win. It's at Texas Tech. They have a new coach, yada, yada, yada. Texas is missing their quarterback. I mean, I saw people kind of clowning on Texas, which, like, you can kind of do because they lost. But, like, I mean, if Quinn Ewers is the guy – that he was against Alabama, Texas is back. So it doesn't matter what's happening time, in my opinion. Yeah, as long as you have um, Quinn Ewers healthy, that's the real story. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't think this is indicative of Texas. I think it was just a – I think it was just a tough place to play in Texas Tech. Rivalry game, Texas Tech was motivated to win. Texas missing their quarterback. Both these teams will be fine going forward. Yeah, that's that's that that was my takeaway. And I, I would probably say the same thing. Yeah, I, uh, Texas will be fine. Texas Tech's pretty good. Yeah, Texas, uh, they dropped out of the rankings, correct? Yeah, which they probably deserve for now. They do deserve, but I think they didn't beat Bama. You know. Yeah, I Texas has West Virginia this week, which I think is a they good should. matchup. They should win, but I feel like. Texas right now, Quinn Ewers-less yeah. is a pretty even matchup with West yeah. Virginia right now. Yeah, I agree. So, well, I think if Texas even I, – I, I would I would be concerned if they lose to West Virginia. Because I agree. I, I think Texas Tech is a good team, and you're on the road. Yeah. It's an overtime loss. And West Virginia is like – they're not – I don't look at them and go, they're a bad team. They're just kind of a mediocre Yeah, team. I don't think they're good, though. No, they're you know? certainly not good. And I think, th- I think they'll get there. Yeah, I agree. Oklahoma, Kansas State. 
Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say or, except or, or wow. sorry. Or yeah, let's just stick with this. Well, I was just gonna say just wow, I was not expecting yeah. that. I uh I kind of feel like it I feel like it should have been more obvious to us that this was gonna happen for this reason. Oklahoma just crushed Nebraska and we we're like, oh, Oklahoma's really good, and then Kansas State lost to Tulane, and we we're like, oh, they're really bad. That feels like the like the most stereotypical like you should expect Kansas State to win in this situation. Um, with that being said, of course, I was surprised, but Kansas State's got the talent there. Adrian Martinez played a good game on the grounds, especially. So he threw 21 for 34, 234 yards of a touchdown, but he also carried the ball 21 times for basically 150. Yeah, yards. that is. That can't happen. That's atrocious. It's just Oklahoma's defense. I think you were hoping. I think it'll just take some time for Brett Venables to make them not a Lincoln Riley team. Sorry, I uh, I'm speaking with our guest that's going to come on here okay. in a bit, but yeah. yeah, I to me that's just classic Big Twelve. Yeah, it's just like obviously Oklahoma's a better team, but it's just like you can't guarantee Kansas anything. State, Kansas State's very talented. Like, they came into they the are. season as, like, a Big 12 sleeper. Because their running back, Deuce Vaughn, who played very well as well, is very good. Um, and Adrian Martinez, it was just looking like it wasn't a great fit there. But they pieced it together. Maybe they figured something out. That two-lane game might have been a wake-up call for them. Yeah, and I know uh... – uh, that Tulane, that's not like a – I mean, they're actually Tulane. They're not horrible. They're not horrible. They're not what they – they lost to Southern Miss by three, and that's just, their only you loss. You can't lose to them, though. Yeah, man. that's just a team that's just like – you can't beat Kansas State and go and basically crush your competition in Missouri. Yeah. And then to lose to – to only put up ten points to yeah. Tulane. So – <laughs> but obviously Oklahoma's defense struggled. Yeah. Their offense was not an issue. Um maybe there were some things in the game that I, I didn't watch a ton of it, but yeah. Um Oklahoma it was just Oklahoma's defense. Oklahoma's defense and, and it's hard because like you have <clears throat> I, I mean we the podcast already knows I'm very high on Dylan Gabriel. Yes. Who, who played a great game. But yeah. It's like what it certainly wasn't his fault. Yeah, it's like what else could you ask for out of your offense? You know, yeah, like, offense is great. The defense, I think that's just gonna take a little bit of time for the the system. Cause I mean, the difference between Lincoln Riley and Brett Venables in terms of just style is is crazy. You know, like yeah. Lincoln Riley was basically like, we're just not gonna play defense and we're just gonna score more points than you. Whereas Venables is a very defensive-minded guy. Um, the problem is, like, right now, I just don't think they have the system in place. They don't have the guys that they want who fit that system maybe right now. I think it just is going to take some time, take a year or two, for Oklahoma to fully turn into that more balanced team that Venables wants them to be. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. my takeaway. It's going to take some time, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M, Arkansas. What a fun matchup. What a fun game. Yeah. What a 
weird, weird way. Game. What a weird, weird way, way to lose. Yeah, I think Arkansas. Arkansas had some. They had every opportunity there to win, and they didn't. That's really what it comes down to. Um, Texas A and M got a great running back. A chain is one of the best running backs in in the country. Uh, their quarterback play is just pretty pretty mid, to be honest. Yeah, Max Johnson. That's well, not very good. this was was this his first game like starting second his second game. He started the Miami. Game, so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Max it's Johnson. Not terrible. He's just not good. I look at these stats for from both quarterbacks and KJ Jefferson and Max mm-hmm. Johnson. They both literally one was twelve of nineteen for 171 yards and two touchdowns, and the other was eleven of twenty-one for 151 yeah. yards and one touchdown. And if you were to tell me which quarterback did what, I'm like, it doesn't um, matter. Yeah, because KJ Jefferson was able to run the ball for 105 yards. That's the difference. Yeah, I think the kind of, that kind of exposed KJ Jefferson's lack of pass game. Yes, I mean, honestly, even I mean, it's still not bad. You know, he's not no. like a terrible passer. You know, but but it's, it's just, keeping them from an elite level. Yeah, it's just it's what makes them. It showed they're not the top. T- they're not the tenth best team in the country. They're just a top twenty-five team. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, this loss for them hurts a lot. Yeah, because uh, they still should have won. They. Yeah, I you look at their leading receiver in Arkansas, Warren Thompson, had two catches for 56 yards. One of the catches was for 56 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. So besides one big play, your leading receiver just has one other reception yeah. for one yard. Meanwhile, they had another guy with five catches for 56. And other that, they sp- – they were able to spread the ball relatively okay. Yeah, just Arkansas is a classic ground and pound team, which as a BYU fan, yeah. it makes me more optimistic, uh, but also terrified of the refrigerator of a QV uh, yeah. that is KJ Jefferson. I was going to say from – in terms of – they seem not very good at skill – at the skill positions, but they seem like they're just very much – a trench oriented team. And really once you get to the skill positions, once you get to like basically them throwing downfield and throwing downfield on them, that's their weakness. So I think BYU, like especially like example when BYU plays them, I think BYU is going to be able to expose their secondary and be able to deal with their defensive line. But I also think that, they might have issues with KJ Jefferson just running over oh, for I, seven yards. I I can confidently say when Jaron Hall is healthy, BYU's offense can play up against and, any 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 defense. I yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they they would drop you know 50 points on Georgia, but I think no. BYU would would be able to move the ball passing. Yeah, and, and score some and be able to. You know, effectively score against yeah. one, of, you know, most a top teams. defense. Yeah, against most teams. Yeah. But the fact that it's it's our defense that concerns me. But yeah. apart from yeah. apart from BYU, we, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we don't want to get too into that. It's just obviously, you know, we focus on Arkansas because that's a big game for us coming up yeah. in a few weeks. But 
yeah. Uh, well, A and M. Oregon State. Oh, sorry. Keep going. I was just gonna say A and M. I mean, they gritted out a win that they yeah. really needed. So I don't think they're great, but they're decent. Yeah, and then what was the last game you won? Uh, USC Oregon State. I think this is this is exactly what I thought was gonna happen. This is one of my picks. Um, Oregon State and Corvallis hard place to play. Oregon State's better than people think. They were USC's first real challenge. Challenged them. USC because they're more talented. One out in the end. Well, uh, yeah, I think this or, Oregon State poorly. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the my two takeaways from this game are yeah. the quarterback play. I look at oh, I look at Caleb. Bad. That's what I'm saying. I look at Caleb Williams, and while welcoming into our subtle studio here, we have our Saint Cloud, Florida representative, expert and Raiders fan, uh, Tyson Joe, as he brings in his food, but. We're just, you know, we're welcome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So we'll let you, uh, we're just, we're just talking Finish a little bit more college football Finishing before we college. move on. And we'll, we'll have your thoughts on the BYU game here coming okay. up. But, okay. yeah. um, uh, yeah, obviously I'm not, I, I'm still, I look at this stat line and it makes me say Dylan Gabriel is better than Caleb Williams. My hot take is not, as hot as it was we'll last see. week. No, no. Last week. And so uh he was sixteen to thirty-six. That's tough. That's tough. That is uh I mean, but I think Oregon State has a good team, but good defense. Uh you're still able to get 180 with a touchdown. Didn't yeah. didn't uh <coughs> did not throw any interceptions, but I look at yeah, he did throw some interceptions. Chance Nolan. For Oregon State, no touchdowns. Four interceptions. You know what that says to me? And they came within three. Is that Oregon State should have won this game? Easily should have won. Off the off the statistics alone. Yeah. I mean they. I mean USC scores a touchdown with about a minute left to take the lead. If you're Oregon State, like obviously it's a disappointing loss. Yeah. But you can hang. You can hang in the Pac-12. Yeah, you can hang. I mean, they're different divisions. USC's in the south, right? Yeah. And then so. in Oregon State's in the north. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see actually there teams. are no there are no divisions. Oh, okay. All right. Well, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so we'll Oregon see. State could potentially, if they were to handle business, which they probably won't. They probably won't. But like, they have the capability of doing so. Yeah. Oregon State just... travels to Salt Lake City this weekend. And man, am I a beaver? Am I a beaver this weekend? Woo! What do beavers do or say? You can't like chomp. You can't chomp like a gator. But can you? We can build dams like beavers. So um, it's very bad mascot. I think it's yeah. It's kind of unique though. It's I like that they're the only beavers. But we'll get into mascot talk another time. Well, we have we have. Uh, Tyson on for that as well, yeah, but uh, and then let's just talk BYU Wyoming I mean, just briefly. Though. Um, 
Well, I'll, I'll I'll hand the reins over to Tyson here. What were your initial thoughts on BYU? Uh, BYU's win. BYU's yeah. win. Yeah. Um, first half was pretty pretty brutal to be honest with you. Uh, pretty slow. 10, 10 to seven going into halftime. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but lots of lots of very bad calls on the both offensive side and defensive side for BYU. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty uh. Pretty upset, but we definitely picked things up in the second half. You know, 28 points and a half is pretty dang good. Um, 28 points in a quarter. It was, it was, it was business. Oh, just kidding. Yes. Business as usual in the second half. Got to pick things up. Can't be doing that against Arkansas coming up. Notre Dame. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe Notre Dame. I don't know if they're legit yet, but, um, you can't do it again. You can't pull that against. We got to talk about the refs though. Refs were awful. The refs were some of the worst. Rest, I think I've ever witnessed. Yeah. And, and like, uh, I'll be the first to say, first to admit that I am always a victim of the blue goggles, of the BYU blue goggles. And I have, there's been some basketball games where I'm like, that this is poorly officiated. This is horrible reckoning, the worst I've ever seen. But obviously, I those can't are. I do that more with basketball than I do. For sure. It's easier to do with basketball, but football. I feel like most of the games this year have been pretty well refed. Even the Oregon game, I I thought you know, there should have been some calls that were missed or that were bad, but yeah. that happens. But I'm with you, Tyson. This game was objectively not like oh. no blue goggles. It could have been any team. Honestly, it could have been the other way, and I would have been like, man, that's a horrible call and that went our way. But obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. There was just – it was like it was so distracting. Like we're not even talking about the game itself. You know, Jaron Hall had a solid game. Very solid. Miles Davis. Miles Davis was a huge spark for Keon BYU. Yep. Keon Braden Cosper. Yeah, like there's so big game for Davis, man. Super yeah. super stoked about him. Stepped up when yeah. we needed him. And yet we're not even um, talking about that because the refing was so yeah, bad. I know it just trumps everything else, man. Yeah. Um, like like the one play in the fourth quarter, uh, the fumble recovery that was obviously batted down. Um, refs could have easily stopped that play, blown the whistle, stopped stopped the play. Made, it was a dead ball. Um, you know, we ended up getting a crucial freaking personal foul that ended up costing us a touchdown, making hey. us making our lead look less of a more of a less of a dominant win. Yeah, yeah. The score does not reflects. indicate or reflects. <laughs> Our performance yeah, against Wyoming? Not at all. First half, Wyoming definitely came to play. It yeah. was – you said 10-7. It was 14-10, BYU. First I just half. In the first half, I just yeah, double-checked. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, um, it was picked we up. We scored right at the end. Yeah. We did. We It was that Braden Casper tiptoe yeah. uh, touchdown. So, uh, yeah, that was – Once we did that, I was like, fine. Yeah, once we did what we should have and scored. Yeah. Yeah, right, shout out to Braden Cosper. He up clutch with a couple. That was his first touchdown. Catches. Yep, first yeah. touchdown. But nice, nice toe, yeah. toe tap touchdown. It's a really solid depth receiver for sure. Yeah, we have a lot of depth. Good depth, Chase yeah. Robert. That's definitely yeah. Fessy Sataki. Fessy Sataki's a receivers right. coach is yeah, awesome. Oh yeah, well. yeah. And so, I uh, yeah, that was just a solid win. I think my biggest takeaway: Jaron Hall obviously was twenty six of thirty two. Eighty one percent. Completion percentage for 337 yards and four touchdowns. And yeah. Miles Davis, it's not like he was just checking down, too. He was, oh, no, out. oh, 
Oh, lots of aired passes. Yeah. I mean, so, and he had some very nice throws. Yeah, I think Jaron yeah, Hall. He's great. Not only can he throw against good defenses and Oregon and Baylor, I think, but that, he can without his weapons and Puka Nakula made a slight, slight appearance, but uh, not really though. Not really, uh, and then re-injured himself, but he should be back for Notre I Dame. I think one of Jaron Hall's biggest, biggest, um, um, one of his best traits is how poised and calm he is when he has the ball. Yeah. He's never panicking. He's always calm when he has the ball. He's collected, makes good decisions. He's only had one pick on the season, and that was, you know, one of his rare bad decisions. Yeah. Um, just a great solid game for him, though. I was yeah. really, really impressed. Um, once again, I mean, he's played just amazing every single game. Even Oregon, he played decently well, even though the score didn't show it. But definitely lots of draft prospects, lots of NFL hype going on around him after that game, for, for sure. And it, sh- it should just go up tomorrow as little brother Utah State yeah. comes into Provo. I it only want – worse. I should – I – if I see – um, if I see Jaron Hall play more than a half tomorrow, mm-hmm. then our coaches are smoking something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm excited for Jaron Hall. Uh, should be an easy dub tomorrow against Utah State. Um, we're not going to read too much into that or analyze yeah. that too much, but let's talk a little NFL. Yeah. We can just like, I'm just going to go through the list of games with the final scores. And I say Tyson's a big Raiders fan, so we can talk a little more about that one. Let him talk about that. But then we'll just kind of quickly go through and maybe give, like, a thought or two if we even have it. We can be selective here. Um, Brown Steelers, it just kind of felt like two mediocre teams. The Steelers might be slightly below average. Browns are probably slightly above average. Yeah, very boring. Steelers just keep having a check down. They just don't. Trubisky's not a, he's not the problem, but he's not a real threat. Yeah, I think it will be in in a couple weeks. I think so as well, especially if things go continue to go the way they have. Vikings-Lions, two good teams. I feel like Lions dominated the game, should have won. Bad coaching decisions by Dan Campbell that I think you'll learn from. I trust him. He's a good coach. But I like both teams going forward. I agree. I think something that I've always been a fan of and something I've always believed in, uh, but it wasn't didn't really show until then, is former BYU, Jamal Williams, so oh, yeah. a couple of touchdowns. He was great. And I just love the way – Dan Campbell uses him. I, I agree. Just you know, and not to be biased or anything as a BYU fan, but man, Jamal has just been playing really solid. Yeah, he's been just playing great really well. receiver back, just good running. I mean, just yeah. he's a very, great, great vision. Great number two back. Oh, yeah. He's a great the best. pass block <coughs> running back. In fact, I, I would say he's one of the best in the league. Probably. That no one ever, that's such an important factor yeah. that no one ever talks about. For but sure. yeah. Uh, but I that was so hard to watch. Yeah, it was I, tough. They'll be. I, I, I was rooting for the Lions, rooting for yeah. you there too, and that yeah. was just that yeah. they should have won. But like you said, I think it was just yeah. still some early coaching training wheels happening. Yeah, but also like you said, I I trust Dan Campbell. Yeah, they'll be fine. 
Anyways, Bears, Texans, both teams stink. We're not even going to talk about it. Boring. Um, Justin Fields overhyped. Not not Um. Then Tyson, Titans, Raiders thoughts, and then Um, we'll move on. Just awful. You know, just another bad performance by the coaches. Um, You know, a lot of people like to blame the defense, but so there's a couple injuries we've had. but, you know, at the end of the day, it just comes down to the play calling. I mean, just yeah. awful play calls. Um, yeah. Another nail-biter again, lost by another play. Darren Waller didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, need him to show up. Catches that grab in the, you know, second yeah. or, or actually, so, sorry, third quarter. We win the game. I mean, simple as that. Or fourth quarter, sorry. Yeah. Um, but just straight up dropped it, you know. And as a Pro Bowl tight end, you got to catch that. Yeah. Um, and led to an interception and just completely, we lost all of our momentum after that. Um, I thought Carr played pretty well. Uh, I mean, his stats didn't really show it, but he had a couple overthrown passes. But, you know, just, just underwhelming to say the least. Uh, another big thing that I have is, you know, we're not utilizing Adams as much as we need to. And it's just like frustrating because he's the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. Uh, by far. And we just don't utilize him as like we should. I mean, five targets, I think, like four receptions, 30 yards and a touchdown. And that um, touchdown was amazing. A great but, catch. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't win the game. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Another nail biter loss. But yeah, definitely McDaniels is, is a, he's a, he's a worry for me. Um, cause we have even more talent than we did last year. And yet we're 0 and 3. Yeah. Um, the Raiders are like the, league, the, so. the Nebraska of college football. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, the Nebraska of the NFL. I think, I think. Things could start clicking very soon. I think so too. I think I think this is a. I think we get a dub here uh, this Sunday against I the Broncos. Think, I think so. Too. Um, what it's seventeen punt, seventeen punts to only three touchdowns on the, the season for yeah. the Broncos. So um, they have a great defense, but I think that our offense will just overpower them, and yeah. and I think our defense will hold our own, and I think we'll win the game by a couple scores. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think but, as as a Chargers fan, uh. The, Raider, the Raiders so. scare me so much more than the Broncos do. Sure. Yeah. And it's sure. not even close. Uh, yeah. But I think as a just spectator of the Raiders, yeah, they have close these close losses. And they're 0-3. But you got it. It's like you got to win one of those games. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. to. And I agree that Darren Waller, that's what's separating him from a good tight end to an elite tight end. It's just little things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, you gotta you gotta catch not, that. Not only you got right on the helmet, the, yeah. Um, just gotta bring it down. It's a touchdown. And what do you what? I mean, what can you do as Derek Carr anymore? And right? I, I think I think Derek Carr could have thrown it just to be like critique to kind of let off Darren Waller's shoulders a little bit. Could have been a little bit more on the numbers, but as a tight end, all uh, all pro, you know, you gotta catch that. Have to. Not even like an all pro, like a. Tight end in the NFL. Yeah, just you're like an that, NFL player. You're the best in the world. You have to catch that. Yeah. So, I yeah. I feel we feel for you, Tyson. That was a that's a tough loss. Yeah, it's tough. To a Tennessee Titans team that has been very disappointing mm-hmm. too this year. Um, Derrick Henry finally no points in the second half too as well for the Titans. Um, yeah, just poor for poor performance honestly by both teams in that game. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, yeah, and then we've got um, – we'll just upsets. go well, – yeah, let's just go quick, like quickly through these. All right. 
Uh, Colts, Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is the classic Colts needed it. We're able to go out and get it. Not a good game by Mahomes. Yeah, I was gonna, I was about to say that's the biggest story is is the fact that they held the Chiefs to 17 points. Yeah, yeah, and yet you get slammed by the Jaguars a week before. Yeah. I think that's such a good sign from the coaching from Frank Riley, um, Frank Reich, Reich. Yeah, I say Frank Riley, yeah. Frank Frank Reich, and how. <laughs> and even Matt Ryan, like the leadership, like that's just such a veteran experience. Yeah. That's just like, you know what? Great one for the Colts. Yeah. That's yeah. the win la- or the loss last week to the Jaguars, not who we are. Let's show everyone. Yeah. Come to you. So let's yeah. see what's ha- what, what happens next week with them, too. Yeah. Dolphins beat the Bills by two. Uh, Bills can't win close games. Let me, let me say this before we start talking about this. The mm-hmm. Dolphins are not going to be a playoff team. That's a hot take of mine. Um, great start for them. But but um, I just, I don't know. I mean, Raiders went 3-0 last season. We still struggled to make the playoffs. But I just don't think that, it, I don't think the Dolphins are back. They won it, They beat a very, very weak defense of the Bills. They had two of their starting safeties out and then a, a starting cornerback out. You got to win those games, obviously. Um, yeah. Their defense was just completely injured. So I, 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 I would say any win over Josh Allen is It is, but but I, I do think I do think it raises concerns for the Bills. I, arguably, the Bills should have had a chance or could have had a chance to kick a field goal at the end and yes. win it. Oh yeah, yeah. So even with even with all these things that weren't going the Bills' way, they still had a pretty decent I chance. Think, to I win. think the Dolphins go nine and eight. That's a very hot take, but I I do I I don't see that. They, it's it's a, they're they're I mean they're streaky. Last year yeah. they were, it was the same deal. They lost a bunch and then they won a bunch in a row. Yeah. So I think the big my biggest takeaway is the Dolphins defense though being able to hold Josh Allen and yeah. And I, I am biased. I really don't. I'm not a big Dolphins fan, so that that's pretty biased of me to say that. But yeah. Oh, but that's why that's why you're on here. That is why you're on here. We, yeah. well, we need these hot takes. Yeah. You know I think. Uh, yes. I I do think they're overrated. For sure. I ESPN came out with their power rankings, and the number one team was the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, it's know, not at all. I think like, they're closer to like ten in actuality. I think uh, they are a t- top ten team, but yeah. right now we can say that. Yeah. Um, but going forward, I don't think it'll keep up uh, this way. Yeah, I agree. Um, Ravens Patriots. Not much to say. Ravens are pretty good. Patriots aren't. No. Um, Mac Jones disappointing again. Yeah, got hurt. Pretty mediocre quarterback. Got hurt. Feel bad for him. Speed recovery, yeah. but just I don't mid. think he, he's just not very good. Bengals Jets. Joe Flacco magic ran out. Bengals. They finally were able to break through as they should. Well, yeah. yeah that if Bengals don't win this game, it that's a wrap. That's concerning. But um, I. But I mean, the Jets still were able to. I mean. It wasn't really a close game. The score is a lot better. Um, the score is a lot closer than I think the actual game was. Yeah. Something uh, big that I took away from the game. Sauce Gardner is, is elite. He the is the cornerbacks, the, very, the, the cornerback good. room and the defense and those uh, skill positions 
Watch out for the Jets in a few years. If Are they can build around Zach very Wilson, good. They seem, Zach Wilson steps yeah, up. Yeah, Mike Carter, plate. the second. Oh, man. Yeah. Jets could Soft, easily be a, a contending team in a few they seasons. Just need, they just need to build up the offensive line, and yep. they need Zach Wilson to live up to what he could be. Yes, and, for sure. And, and I think he I think he does have this. And honestly, I think the Jets have the most success. I think they're similar to the BYU where they should just pass the ball more. Joe yeah. Flacco threw 52 times. Yeah. 52 compared to Burrow's 36. I mean, you're telling me who's the better quarterback between Burrow and Flacco? It's obviously Burrow, but he yeah. didn't even throw nearly as much. So it's like, yeah, obviously, hopefully when they get Zach back in there, maybe they'll implement more of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Zach Wilson to come. I'm excited for the this, future this, for sure. This week, yeah. Jets fans should be pretty excited about what, what's in store for them. I think so as well. Eagles, good. Commanders, bad. Uh, let's not even talk about this. Oh, I thought no. the Eagles should have won by more. Wentz is – Yeah, Wentz yeah. is just – Eagles are a little bit overrated. I think Hurts is a little bit overrated. Um, only four touchdown passes, and he's getting MVP uh, talks. So, I don't know. We'll see if he keeps yeah. it up. It's but... just fun because it's exciting because it's someone new. Yeah. Not not someone new, but someone newer. Yeah, Alabama know. quarterback. They're going to give him a lot of stuff, <laughs> yeah. no matter yeah. what. So. Uh, Saints-Panthers game was still a little boring as well. Just Baker Mayfield is Jam- not good. And Jameis might be worse. Yeah. And there's talk. You know, we love to bring BYU up. There's a lot of rumors about Taysom Hill taking quarterback reps in practice for the Saints. And he's he's seven and two as a start. So yeah. it's like yeah. I think Taysom is the better option. I've always thought that. I think Jim Swiss Winston is overhyped. Thirty interceptions in, in a season is pretty bad. Um so I kind of lost my respect for Winston. So yeah. Jaguars, Chargers. Jaguars Skip. are really good. Skip, can we not talk about this? Uh, I don't I don't think the Jaguars are are a good team. Trevor Lawrence is good. I think the Chargers will be fine. It was just a classic yeah. Chargers game. But I think the Jaguars are not bad. How good they are, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I that is a team where you can go either both ways with that. Yeah. I think it's very it's very foggy yeah. the rest of the season for them. My as a Chargers fan, seeing obviously Herbert not like quite hundred mm-hmm. percent, but yet he's still throwing forty five times, and then our leading rusher only had five carries. Ridiculous. Yeah, you it's need, like you need Eckler to be able to do more than that. Ridiculous. Eighty yards on the season. I'm pretty sure. Or, Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong for Eckler. Austin Eckler had five yards. Yeah, just yeah. not not good. Like what happened? You know, and uh-huh. so something needs to change there. But I I agree. I don't think it's a terrible loss. I think the Jaguars are a lot better than people yeah. think. Yeah. I actually, honestly, I I might even take Jags over Dolphins. I like that. Yeah. I like you know, that. like, yeah. I, maybe, maybe that's too much. I think, uh, I mean, it's I think too much. Too weapons that I think the Dolphins and the Jags are the two teams that you could go either way, whether they're going to have a good rest of the season or just kind of a very streaky, um, inconsistent rest of the year. So. Yeah. yeah. And then Rams, Cardinals, just another boring Rams kind of uninspired win. They're at least winning, just win, baby, win. But I think they're going to – they'll step it up at some point. The yeah. NFC West is the most boring. Yeah. And it's it's honestly been like that. Conference for me. Yeah. It, Even with – or division just, for me. Yeah. Even with the Rams, they're the Super Bowl champions. And Matt Stafford 
Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, like these are great players. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you only put up twenty against the Cardinals. Yeah. You know, and Cardinals only put up twelve. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, it's you know twenty to nine at the end of the third. That's just, and then like you get a field goal with a minute left in the fourth. I mean, it's just yeah. I I kind I just expect more. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then Falcons Seahawks. There's not much to say. Both teams are not good. Yeah, um, I can't say anything about that. I think uh, Cordell Patterson had a decent game. I mean, yeah, I think he was the leading rusher or close yeah. to it. He had yeah. 141. I mean, that's solid, but yeah, not much to talk about there. Yeah. Um, Packers, Bucks. Again, for two like big name teams and two big name quarterbacks, they were both very unimpressive. Like, you're telling me. Just I, I think, fourteen to twelve. Yeah, I that's that's kind yeah. of that's why it should be after one me. quarter. I mean, <laughs> more more disappointing in for the Bucks because it's in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I I just yeah, that's very very disappointing for Bucks. Yeah, I think for that's for both teams. Like, I think they both end up being fine, but there's at least concerns that both have dropped off from their usual selves. Yeah, and you know, Sammy Watkins placed on IR. Um, no Watson. Um, just it's crazy. But it great first half from Rogers, not as good. Yeah, but second half, but they still managed to block win. So yeah, I think to the defense. And I I said this last week, or at least at some point, where it's just like Packers just know how to win. They do. They Good. just stay and, and Rogers. And it comes down, it, in my opinion, it comes down to the coaches. I mean, Matt Lafleur is a great head coach. Yeah. Um, just. And respect to Aaron Rodgers for even being able to, you know, have two great touchdowns in the first half to just a bunch of mid wide receivers. Um, yeah, I mean Lazard is is a wider a wide receiver too on a lot of teams. So yeah, um, yeah, just Packers have always been like that. They're just a winning team. We'll see what happens if they go yeah and lose in the playoffs again, though. No. Yeah, and even though you know you don't have Mike Evans, it's like. It's you still, got, you got to do Godwin and Godwin, Coolio Jones. Oh yeah, I guess. Um, I, I am getting concerned with the whole, like Tom Brady just seems like he just goes out there, he screams at everybody because he lost his family to play yeah. football again, <laughs> yeah. and throws a tablet. Yeah, yeah. He just throws these. Just, I'm getting tired of him throwing. He's his a little. Tablets. He's a little toddler, man. He really is. I'm. I'm getting frustrated by it. Always has been. Always will. Yeah, uh, I. I think they talked him into playing one more year. Because they are geared up for this being the one last year of being competitive because yeah. they have a bunch of contracts coming up. Yeah. Um, but I think the Buccaneers and Packers are not the teams they've been. Not, not bad. A, they're still pretty they're still good teams, still final playoff. Teams. Not a bright future for the Bucks, man. Once no. Brady leaves, that organization is gonna go right back to where they started. And, I think so. Too. But and it's also I disagree. I feel like they're very close to LeBron right now, where it's like LeBron's kind of coming to like the end of his career, where he's not as yeah. competitive as he used to be. But I don't know. But but a hot take right there. I mean, compared to a few years back, compared to like 2016, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just We're saying. We're not gonna have a conversation about the Lakers being good because they won't be. No. So what um, what I'm trying to say is that even when you play LeBron and the Lakers or whatever, you still are like. It's LeBron. And the it's Lakers. LeBron and, yeah. and the Lakers. Like they could win. Yeah, they could be very good. They always have yeah. a chance to. Win. Yeah, they always have a chance to win. That's the same with 
the Bucks and Brady. It's the same with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. They, yeah. There's all like they might get killed one game. Yeah. And just because they get killed the week before and you play them coming yeah. up, it's not like oh well they're bad. No, like they have Aaron Rodgers or they have Tom yeah. Brady. Like they're going to compete. And on that touchdown they pass. Have and on that touchdown pass for the Bucks at the end. It should have been a delayed game, and the two point conversion game, the delayed game, just cannot happen. Yeah, that's on coaching. That's well, all. And what Roger said kind of was a little scary. He said he saw things on the jumbotron that he shouldn't have, and he yeah passed it down to the coaches, and you saw it happen. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, kind of a big mistake for not only the Bucks coaches, yeah. but maybe even the stadiums. Some of the traditional NFC teams. Uh, then we can move on, but. Some of the traditional NFC teams are, even if winning, are kind of uninspiring so far. Yeah. Bucks, Rams, Packers. All Lots of boring teams in there. Um, yeah. Broncos, 49ers, horrible game. Oh, my gosh. Don't let's get not, me started. Let's, let's, let's not talk let's about it. Broncos are not good. Their record does yeah. not show. Weakest schedule. Yeah. I mean, they're I'm, bad. They're yeah. bad. Russell Wilson Cowboys, is bad. Cowboys, you, you went 11 to 10, by the yeah. way. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. That's awful. Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants. Um, Cowboys might be better with Cooper Rush, maybe. And then the Giants, it was just a reminder of, you know, you've got a great head coach in Brian Dable, but you can only be but so good when you have Daniel Jones as your quarterback, yeah. who's never been good at the NFL level, and he's never been good at the college yep. level, <laughs> but we somehow expect him to magically yeah. become, good become good when he's never been good exactly. at the sport of football. And you can only put so much weight and pressure on Saquon's shoulders. Yes, exactly. So respect to Saquon. I have a lot of respect for yeah. him. I think he's great. Another um, two yeah. perfectly mediocre teams. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Daniel Jones is the perfect, perfect backup quarterback. He really is. If, if the Giants are able to land just even in the draft or something, you have – you just get, I don't know, like a C.J. Stroud, a Bryce Young. Yeah. I mean, even you know, we could we little, could go. Might be a little too good. I mean, Daniel Jones. Let's 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 admit it. I mean, his biggest play in his whole career was the trip up run for sixty yards that he could have ran for a touchdown. Yes, that was that's his highlight of his career, and it's it not is. a good highlight. Yeah, so, it's, he's just not. That's all you have to say about. They've Daniel been winning Jones. despite him. They might continue to win despite him. Yeah, but he's not. But I might. I just see him like that's a guy that if you keep him as a backup, he's able to tutor like a rookie or a new newer guy quarterback who's more talented than him but help him like him with the system help him just like veteran he has experience and if something happens to the first quarterback you're like you know what we have daniel jones coming in yeah like this was our guy for a couple of years and he's our backup now i feel more comfortable than uh trace mcsorley <laughs> you know like someone like that so uh i'm just excited for more football this upcoming week, but we Excited will. Excited for this game tomorrow. Excited for the Cougs. Yeah. Uh, just hope it's Jake, blowout. Jake Conover. Jake Conover might make his yeah, I debut. Hope so. Not de- his debut this season, at least. So. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Tyson, for joining us. Yeah, we're going to really get going here. Yeah. But uh, feel free to listen and uh, enjoy. Until yeah. next time.